Welcome to The Pestle, reviewing and breaking down movies to look for insights into the movie-making process. Hosted by Reboots, Remakes, Comic Book Movies, and Sequels to Reboots, Remakes, and Comic Book Movies. Let's dim the lights and start the show. Welcome everybody to The Pestle. Today's show is brought to you by Bryman Audiovisual. For all your tech and cable needs, think Bryman. Welcome everybody to The Pestle. I am Wes. And I am Todd. And we're filmmakers, writers, um, actors, uh, all the things. And we use all that useless knowledge to discuss movies and uh, <laughs> sometimes demystify them, sometimes convolute them. Uh, whatever strikes our fancy <laughs> right. at any given moment. I think today we can just dive right in, man. Uh, I think so, too. What are we doing today? Yeah, so today we're covering <laughs> Predator, the... Uh, the first one from what year was this? The 86? 87. 87. All right. Yeah. Predator from 87. The one with Schwarzenegger. Yes. Right? All right. Um, so if you haven't seen this film, please pause it and go watch it. I believe it's streaming on Hulu, so you can watch it free there because uh, uh, we're going to ruin a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so well, much stuff. We're going to ruin so-, so much stuff. We will mess your world up if you have not seen this movie. So please pause the episode. <laughs> Accurate in so many unfortunate ways. Uh, cinemat- we're going to look at a few things. Some of the cinematography, framing bodybuilders. Uh, we'll also discuss a few Predator fun facts and other such stuff and things and stuff. And a quick synopsis of the film. A team of commandos on a mission in a Central American jungle find themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior. Directed by John McTiernan. Screenplay by Jim Thomas and John Thomas. Cinematography by Donald McAlpine. Sure, why not? <laughs> Featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dutch, Carl Weathers as Dylan, Bill Duke as Mac, Jesse Ventura as Blaine, Elpedia Carrillo as Anna, Sonny Landham as Billy, and Shane Black as Hawkins. You're looking good, Dutch. It's been a long time, General. Come on inside. Eighteen hours ago, we lost a chopper, carrying a cabinet minister and his aide from this charming little country. We've got a transponder fix on their position. About here. This cabinet minister, does he always travel on the wrong side of the border? Apparently, they strayed off course, and we're fairly certain they're in guerrilla hands. So why don't you use the regular army? What do you need us for? Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. Dylan! You son of a bitch. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils? Huh? Todd, uh... Why don't you use the regular army? <laughs> the regular... <laughs> Why are you laughing, Wes? <laughs> what, is, what is the regular army, Wes? <laughs> Disgusting the regular <laughs> army. <laughs> this, oh. this is this is a classic. Classic oh. I don't know. Classic something. <laughs> something. What tell okay. me how long well, it's been. Yeah. And does this 
exactly live up to your <laughs> expectations. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a couple of decades since I've seen right. this movie before. And so this was interesting. I will say, I will say, like, you know, we do these movies and, you know, sometimes we do old movies like Jaws or whatever, you know, early 80s, late 70s films. And sometimes we do brand new movies. Sometimes we do 2000s movies and we do them all, all over the place. And so, you know, when you watch these movies, you kind of think, okay, do I need to look through this with the lens of a 1985, 1987 lens? And because it's a seminal film and, and, you know, some films warrant that some films you're, you're like, okay, I, this was shot in 1980. They didn't have this kind of, they didn't have CGI in, in a way. And, uh, or this one, this film in particular was shot in 1987. They didn't have the best CGI, right. Or whatever, or, and, you know, but maybe the script is amazing or maybe the acting is incredible. And so and so you kind of like have to look through it with through a lens of that year. Right. And then other films like this one where you don't have a redeeming reason, you know, to look at it with through the lens of 1987 because the CGI is shit. The script is shit. The acting is shit the settings are shit like like the setup is shit like literally everything about this film is garbage and (laughs) and so i can't i went into it thinking okay all right mid 80s here we go you know and the first lines i'm laughing out loud and i rolled (laughs) i laughed out loud and i rolled my eyes i said oh my god it's gonna be the longest hour and a half of my life <laughs> and and so immediately I told myself, "Fuck this movie! I'm gonna look at it through the lens of 2022." Ooh. And that was even worse. That was like <laughs> like you know you don't deserve me look. It just didn't deserve me looking at it through the lens of 1987. So I didn't. So that's what I think about this movie. It's complete garbage. And you know, say what you will about. Schwarzenegger, he has done movies where they've done them right, where he has very few lines, where it's just him looking gigantic and killing people, and that's it. We've covered three of them. Yeah. Terminator 1 and 2, and, uh, geez, I forget the other one, but, like... We we haven't done Conan, but that's another one. Yeah. Conan the Barbarian, I think that was his first one, really. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Conan, the uh, barbarian, then Conan destroyer 84. He owned the eighties. And so it felt like he just couldn't miss. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. So, and then the other thing is that, and I think you're probably going to talk about this. Um, when we talk about, I wouldn't hold too many hopes about the things I'm going to (laughs) cover. Well, you, you mentioned framing bodybuilders and, and, you know, the, the, the biggest thing I noticed about this movie for him was that he did not look gigantic to me. Hmm. In fact, Carl Weathers looked way more in shape than Schwarzenegger did. What, like way more. I don't understand why. I it, Well, I mean, I think that Carl Weathers is just more cut, mm, right? Yeah. So he might look quote unquote bigger, but this must have been towards the end of his bodybuilding career. I don't know. I don't, I don't know when his bodybuilding career ended but he did not look in shape for for schwarzenegger you know what i'm saying i agree like i I was looking i I watched it a couple times and i was looking at his arms and you did shots uh a couple of times wow i will get to that maybe but looking at his arms i 
it it didn't look like Schwarzenegger's arms. He's got like 75 inch pythons. Um, and they looked regular, regular, <laughs> like the regular arm. They really did. <laughs> the, the regular arm ease. Um, I don't know if that's because of what he's wearing. The, the costume and wardrobing are so much more oversized than he's normally wearing. Um, or if that's because he's surrounded by other jacked dudes. And so by contrast, he just doesn't pop out. Like it's, it's easy to pop out when your, your scene partners are Billy Bean and, you know, Sarah Connor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you look like a monster. And so I don't know if it's a combination of all those things or not. And then of course you put him against a seven foot actual monster and with also massive pipes. Yeah. You, you probably shrink a little bit, but I, I agree. Like Carl Weathers did look bigger and he, he did not look like Arnold in this film. Carl Withers has like uh, David Robinson style arms. Yeah. If you remember David Robinson from the nineties, <clears throat> that basketball player, like he was amazing, like hall of famer, but at basketball, but like he, I have never seen arms like that, like cut like out of stone, just perfect, perfect uh, arms. Every, I liked watching him play just to just to watch his arms. And that's, that's saying a lot, you know, and Carl Withers is very much like that. Like when, when he, there's a point where he, I don't know if he's wearing like a sleeveless vest or something and you can see his arms and his shoulders are so cut. It's crazy. And then you look at Schwarzenegger and you're like, at least the outside of his arms look like mine. I mean, like not very big the inside of his arms so like when they in the clip you played where they slap arms and you see the inside of his bicep you're like oh my god that's crazy and then a couple of times where he tells everybody to stop and he holds up his fist and you see the front of his arm or the underside of his arm you're like oh my god that that's ridiculously huge but the uh, the backs outside of his arms don't look that special and that was very striking to me because the reason well i guess by 1987 you're you're right. He owned the eighties. So he's a, a name. So they just wanted him in the movie so that the movie would be successful, but you also want him for his size. Right. And they, I, I don't know. It just didn't really, it just didn't really get that for me. Uh, anyway, but that, be, that being said, yeah, everything was shit. I mean, the first, the, the first interaction they had when they were fighting, <laughs> when they were, you know, in the, in the gun battle with the gorillas in the, in the jungle, nobody nobody walks around with machine guns at their hip no like nobody they're the best they're the the (laughs) the best tactical group around and they just march they don't need to aim they just mow mow people down like (gasps) no communication between each other like how did they not friendly fire on each other like the entire time Uh, right or or blow someone up they just start blowing up everything And then, and then when, when it, after that scene's over, when Schwarzenegger finds out that, that Dylan, Carl Weathers has, has, you know, brought them into something without telling him, you know, whatever he's like, you brought us into this shit show or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you had no problem killing every single one of these people. In fact, it was probably fun for you. So what do you mean a shit show? You're fine. You yeah. didn't lose a single person. You, any, nobody barely got a shot off on you. Like you're, you're good. What's the problem? You know, I don't know. It's just, it's bad. I think so. Watching it twice helped me. Oh, good. uh, Because the first time I, it was 
we're back to back. Like we recorded uh, last week's episode yesterday, the host. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this out of the way. I'm going to watch Predator. And then, you know, I, I always rewatch the film and take my notes right before we do the show. And so I, I just rewatched it again. And I, wa- I, I walked into it yesterday expecting to watch a good movie. I didn't. Ooh. I didn't know. This is I didn't know. This, this is that. <laughs> the way you said that was so perfect. I, I didn't know. <laughs> it was heartbreaking because I went into this with great memories. I probably haven't seen this since I was what fifteen. Um, mm. When this was like the greatest movie ever told, and mm. we grew up as kids playing these characters. Like I, I grew up as a kid playing, you know, Dutch and uh, and Billy. Right, Billy was the coolest character ever. Right, he's oh, this yeah. big dude who's tracking this uh, this monster, and uh, he goes toe to toe. Right, he throws his equipment away, his gun, because that's what you do whenever you want to fight you know, the, the most terrifying thing to ever hit our planet since an asteroid. Yeah. And so we just grew up playing all these characters in, in the woods. Uh, and so to me, this was like going to be a great experience of remembering why this is such a cool, great film and having that rug pulled out from under me. It it reminded me of, uh, the big twist, you know, one of the big turns in interstellar when Jessica Chastain, you know, starts kind of getting on everybody monstrous slide did you know and now i'm looking at everybody like did you know the predator was a bad movie um and i just had no idea this is like heartbreaking i feel the rug has been pulled up you know from under me and i it's it's bad from a to z like i was like we got halfway through the film i was like okay you know what this has all been bad but i bet the last 20 minutes are great and because it's just <laughs> him and the, and the predator going toe to toe, it doesn't get any better than that. Right. And it gets better than that. It's got to get some time in life. It has to get better than that. Like, yeah. And then was, you enter the last 20 minutes. You're like, okay, maybe the last 10 minutes. Right. Okay. And then it's you're like, the oh, clock. Okay, the last yeah, shot has got to be really good. Oh. It's, it's from soup to nuts, man. This is a, a terrible movie. It's just not <laughs> a good film. And so what was good about rewatching it though uh, was going in knowing this is a bad movie and watching it as a bad movie. I was like, okay, I get why people might still go to the theater to watch this because yeah. this is the kind of person who enjoys watching bad movies. And you start yeah. listening to some of the dialogue and the things that don't make sense. Uh, okay, that's it's entertaining on that level. I don't like watching bad movies for fun. And so this is still not going to be something I ever revisit again. This is going into the deep, <laughs> deep graveyard. Um, yeah. But I could understand those people, right. Who watch the room and, and yeah. enjoy the, whatever I hate using the word cringe because it's such a, uh, I don't know, cynical view of the world, but people who enjoy kind of cringe uh, stuff would definitely appreciate. Dude, I hate that shit. Right. I hate that shit. You can't pay fun. me to watch the room again. Like no. I, I, I'm right there with you, man. Uh. I have too much other th- stuff to do with my time <laughs> than watch some garbage that somebody made who, who probably thinks it's good. Like, I'm sorry, but no, I don't have, I don't have time for it anymore. There's know? so many things I don't understand about this film simple things like why does the predator flash its eyes at its prey like yeah. th- that's just a illogical thing right um 
and I will never understand why don't you use the regular army? Like, like <laughs> someone called an Uber and he's like, why don't you get a regular taxi? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, what is the regular <laughs> army? Uh, there's terminology that just can't make sense. Look, we had my brother on to help us with Black Hawk, uh, not Black Hawk Down, uh, geez, uh, the Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker, yeah, yeah. And he was walking me through, like, I have a family filled with veterans and I still don't understand anything military like and yet I even I have like little red flags going off uh, my mandibles um, and I just don't understand certain terminology that just sounds like someone who's never met anyone in the army let alone spent time or had an advisor saying things just can't be actual military verbiage like what is fall into position situation <laughs> like that's not a thing that can't be a thing you know you know position situation you know get into it that sounds like someone uh like a like me as my six-year-old self imitating these guys that's what i would have yeah. said and something else i didn't understand was did dutch take a laser blast into the chest and, and like rub dirt on it <laughs> like did, did, oh right yeah <laughs> apparently grazed his arm is that what happened i don't know because there's only a little cut on his arm right after he gets shot but it blew him back and blood spurts and he's just like i'm good (laughs) yeah exactly all right uh fine the finale melee combat turned into like a rocky really bad boxing match where it's just the these ham-fisted sound effects right and and yet it's also in like real time slow motion it's the strangest like i don't know if it's just the editing or the combination of editing and uh stunt choreo uh i probably would have tightened those edits up and sped them up probably 30 percent um just to give it a little bit more i don't know speed it felt like a mime was uh, creating a, a, a fight show for me um, and wanted to make sure the kids understood everything that was happening, which I guess, but you can't, I don't know. I mean, it is 87, but it's hard to say that this was made for kids. And granted, I was a child watching this, <laughs> like an actual child. I was a six year old probably uh, watching this thing. And, Ooh. but it, it's so bloody. I don't know how you it make is. it so bloody and, and, and then also create the action sequences in this really wonky way. Yeah. There's much I did not understand to your point. The writing is just so bad. I think you could have made this into a really good film with a rewrite. And here's what blows my mind. They had one of the best writers on set and his name is Shane Black. That's why I included his name in, the, in in your credits is because Shane Black is a great writer. And even at the time, they knew he was a great writer. Uh, I didn't know he was an actor. In fact, watching the, the credits at the end, they flashed his name. And I was like, that's not that's, it's not that Shane Black. There's some other random 80s Shane Black. Uh, but at the time, he had just written a little film called Lethal Weapon no yeah and he's gone on to write tons of really good films and some okay films um and i think he even did a a predator uh which wasn't good um and so uh, they had him on set wow they they even said hey would you do a rewrite for us i'm guessing they knew this there were some problems in the script uh and shane black i don't know if it was because 
he didn't want the job or they weren't going to pay him enough money or what I'm guessing it was, he just didn't want the job, but his, his response was, no, I'm here as an actor, not a writer. Um, and so he did not do uh, a rewrite. The guy telling the jokes. Yeah. He's the guy with, oh. with the girlfriend and with the very large vagina. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> um, and so he just refused to, to do a rewrite for whatever reason. We, I, I have no idea what it really came down to, but uh, it's just mind blowing that him doing a rewrite could have made this go from like a C movie to like an A minus movie. Cause I think all the ingredients are right. I like the idea of if you're going to send, have a, a, a conflict between an incredible hunter, give him the best in the world, you know, to go toe to toe against. Uh, this is kind of what we touched on in aliens. Like what a great idea to have Marines going against aliens. Like, let's see what they can do. Same idea here. And yet all of it's wrong. Like it's just silly. The setup doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Dutch arrives out of uniform, which strikes me already as odd, but then the way they talk to him, the way he talks, it sounds like he's running some kind of a team, like, division that he decides what missions he goes on my understanding of the military is you go where you're sent not where you wish to go uh mm -hmm. otherwise everyone would be hanging out in hawaii and we wouldn't have anybody manning the borders in guantanamo or whatever uh and so the setup just felt like it could use a, a dialogue rewrite and i mean that alone might have really helped the film but just and speaking of the a-team apparently they they actually brought in like the second unit directing was from the A-team. And so some of the action, if it feels very 80s, it's probably has a lot to do with that. Uh, they're just kind of cutting around, showing explosions and guys flying into the air and random shots of everyone firing. Like it doesn't really piece together or tell a story of an invasion, right? Uh, it's very different from something like a Black Hawk Down where you're seeing tactical elements and approaching an enemy and like, here's how we're going to do this. None of that exists in this universe, uh, which completely betrays the idea that this is some elite force, uh, which is also betrayed by everyone peeling off ragtag style to take on the the big bad by themselves. Like, that's not how an elite group acts, right? I, at least I wouldn't expect it to. I would expect them to come together, right, and form some kind of cohesive approach and to stick to it. Plans don't work if you don't execute the plan. Mm -hmm. And so in a number of ways, a rewrite could have fixed all these holes. However, it would completely betray the idea that this is just uh, an eighties testosterone steroid fueled muscle movie. And that's exactly what this thing is like, Oh, we're going to see a bunch of muscles and they're all going to, you know, punch each other and uh, yell. Like this, and that's, that's it. We're going to see blood and guts and explosions. Um, and if you ever are in doubt, shoot a gun. Like there's that scene when oh my god Blaine dies, yeah. and Mac comes up behind him, empties his weapon, picks up the minigun, empties that which by the way a minigun being toted through a jungle is amazing. Like I know wow, uh, but I guess if you're gonna have someone do it, you do want Jesse the Body Ventura exactly uh, toting that thing, and then he starts unloading, and that I was dying. Like I started in disbelief, and I was just laughing so hard at the scene where he just starts opening up and then everybody starts coming out of the woods and joining and everyone it. opens up it's just, just crazy they just keep shooting they don't ask they, they just point and shoot oh we're, we're shooting over here and they just 
start firing and everyone empties until every bullet is gone which is again is a really smart tactic if uh you're in limited supplies in the middle of nowhere fighting an enemy you can't see so right yeah well done <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly these guys are morons uh it, you know should be said the cinematography that i was mentioning and this is all of like a five second sentence uh, a lot of tight frames trying to make these bodybuilders feel even bigger, right? Their muscles kind of overflow the frame. So uh, a lot of this composition is kind of trying to make sure we're just packing out the frame as much as possible. If you go into these wide shots and you only stay in these wides, these guys don't, they really won't feel big. They'll feel, you know, tiny, tiny. Uh, but if you can just fill up the frame and in fact, more than the frame, uh, then suddenly, you know, everything just feels a lot bigger. I think there's a lot of ways they could have done it maybe better, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know how hard you really got to work when you have this kind of cast. Like everyone except Mac is just pipes. Like these guys are massive. Or I, Hawkins, I guess, is mm -hmm. is tiny, tiny. Yeah, but... I don't know, man. I, I think the they played around with this man versus nature idea, right? And at the end of it, there was no defeating nature. It was surviving. It, the predator defeats itself in, in some way. Although Dutch had the upper hand, he still kind of lost. But I don't know. They, they did a lot of classic, you know, creature feature stuff, which is to wait to reveal. They waited. I, we don't really get our first very strong look until an hour and 20 into this movie it's an hour and 45 and they wait until you know the final 20 minutes to to really give you a look at this thing up until that point it's a lot of pov stuff which is pretty cool uh still a very cool idea i think pretty well executed uh and of course all this blurry invisibility cloak stuff and then you get these brief flashes from a distance right uh it kind of flakes out for a second before he reactivates his shield all that stuff cool the only cool stuff about this entire film is the predator itself uh they stumbled on to a badass creature design and mm -hmm. they executed the creature design incredibly well like so even well that it stuck around right yeah, yeah yeah we're still playing on this creature uh, yeah. right we just had prey come out which after watching predator i'm now gonna say prey is a better film i need to see uh, it i haven't seen it yeah, I mean, it's not great. There are no great Predator films. Yeah. Um, now that we've completely eliminated, I've completely eliminated Predator from my vocabulary. <laughs> At least Prey is a, a, a watchable film, even if not great. Like, mm -hmm. uh, anyway. Uh, but the Predator itself is really freaking cool. And these are where the fun facts come in, Todd. These are fun facts. Let's Have hear fun some fun facts. Let's hear some fun facts. Please. So, I don't know how well known it is. This surprised me. But Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally in this film as the Predator. Wow. And he spent the first six weeks uh, shooting on set as the Predator. Um, and so this is all according to Wikipedia. And I've done plenty of digging. And there's a lot of interesting backstories behind all this stuff. But I'm just going to uh, paraphrase from Wikipedia. But originally Jean-Claude was cast to play a Predator. But after six weeks of filming on set it became clear that the contraption that they built wasn't working because they had put him on stilts and he was supposed to have these kind of satyr like uh, inverted haunches. And so the, in order to make that work, they had him on stilts 
which was impossible to work on set because they were in the jungle um, and there's just no way. And so they stopped filming actually six weeks in, they stopped filming for eight months in order to redesign the predator. And then they resumed after they've worked all that out and they shot it for another five weeks. Uh, they basically tried to shoot as much as they could without the predator. And then once they worked it out, got all the scenes that they needed with, with them. But they recast Jean-Claude because uh, this gets into all the backstory lore and I'll link some st- fun stuff in the, in the show notes. But since physically he was five, six mm. and they were no longer going to be using the stilts. It sounds like he was way too small um, compared to the bodybuilding cast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Ventura, Carl Weathers, Schwarzenegger, like uh, Sonny Landon, like these guys were huge uh, and you, you just need someone equally you know, to, to make them feel, uh, imposing. Um, and so they recast them, uh, with Kevin Peter Hall, who's over seven foot two, maybe seven foot three. That's a massive human being. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and so why he got fired is very contentious. All kinds of people say all kinds of different stories and it's really entertaining. Yeah. Jean-Claude has his version, but what's really fun and this is cool and hilarious. So the reason he got cast in the first place was because he was constantly going to, I forget if it was a casting agent or his, uh, his, his, a casting director or his agent, but he was like, Hey, let me do cool stuff, you know? And he's got his whatever French accent, uh, uh, no Belgium. Uh, and so Uh he would do all these fun martial arts moves and like, look how high I can jump. And it's like, look what I can do. Uh, all this kind of stuff that he's doing. And she's like, I got nothing. And then uh, this popped up on her radar. She's like, Hey, you know, who you need John McTiernan. You need this guy. He's got just crazy moves. He, he moves unlike anybody you've ever seen. And so John McTiernan is like, yeah, cool. Good, good jumping. Uh, I'll cast you fine. And then they go to recast, right? He gets let go. And he's working around town and Bloodsport pops up and they pick him up to do Bloodsport because they saw that he was in Predator. And they thought whoever was casting thought that his face was going to be viewable in Predator. Oh, they thought the 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 alien was going to have this half human, half weird hybrid alien thing going on on his yeah. face and that they would be able to take advantage of the the marketing from predator and then he wasn't even in it (laughs) he wasn't even in it oh and so his career got launched through of course through Bloodsport, which became this massive hit yeah with zero thanks to predator uh but he wouldn't have gotten his career off the ground if it were not for predator it sounds that is crazy (laughs) wow i love stories like that use it bro use it and now we have Um, jcvd now we have jcvd and the other fun fact uh, was the Predator creature design itself. So apparently, this is fairly directly quoted from Wikipedia. Uh, the Predator design is credited to Stan Winston, right? World famous special effects artist. Four-time, I think, award-winning, uh, Academy Award-winning special effects guy. And he was flying to Japan working on the concept art, right? For, for Predator. And on the flight was also aliens director james cameron oh and so what happens other than cameron sees what he's working on he says i always wanted to see something with mandibles uh and so winston worked it into his design um and here we are are you kidding me i don't want to say you know 
the hard part is the execution. The easy part is the idea. But that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Winston absolutely nailed it, of course, because that really is like even today, the Predator makeup and, and special effects are absolutely amazing like these are some of the best uh, creature effects ever created in my opinion um, yeah i will say that the the one cool thing that they did uh, or one of the cool things that they did was the reveal of the face like giving him a helmet in the first place yeah uh, that covers his face the, for the whole film is really cool and obviously that makes sense because he can't be like invisible unless his whole body is covered right. right so he needs to have a helmet and obviously he's a warrior so warriors wear helmets and when they're hunting and stuff like yeah that 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 made made sense so having that reveal at the end was pretty epic and awesome but then you have schwarzenegger messing it up with that stupid line you're one ugly sin whatever <laughs> um yeah gosh but it was pretty cool for that reveal, you know, very freaking cool, beautifully done like that. I think that's just gorgeous creature work and everything cool about this film is the predator itself. Like obviously, you know, the creature design itself, but even kind of the idea behind it, right. It's, he's just dropped off on this planet. That's kind of the opening shot of the film is a, a spaceship flying by and just dropping them off. Like, Hey, have fun. We'll, we'll come back in the morning with, you know, orange slices and, and he'll tell us about how you did. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And he is like just a really cool idea. And even the way they kind of execute it, the way he acts, even the end makes sense. This is one of those moments where you're just like, Oh, that's dumb because up until this point, we've had characters doing really dumb stuff, but I really do buy into the idea that he feels like he found a competitor and so he just strips down, kind of like what Billy did, right? He's like, okay, I respect you enough to take you one-on-one. -on -one. No yeah, weapons. Not blow you up. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. I buy into that because that seems to be this creature's whole ethos, is honorable uh, hunting and uh, the, the sport of it, right? Uh, even Dylan or uh, Dutch picks up on that, right? Doesn't want uh, Anna to have a gun in order to yeah. make sure you know she's not a competitor. Uh, and so, yeah, the... All of it around the Predator itself is very, very cool. Everything else needed massive rework. Like like you said, the, the VFX were terrible. Just really bad. But I mean, 87 bad. So I, I, I don't mind having some grace on them for that. But cinematography, oh man, brutal. Uh, it's so bad. It's, it was it's so bad. bad. <laughs> it's really bad. It really I, was. Lighting, awful. Yeah. Just not, not, I wasn't in it. You know no. what I mean? And then the montage of them building all the traps and stuff. Like This was A-Team. This was A-Team against the whatever, the, the Predator, the alien. Uh, and it just yeah. didn't work the way I wanted it to work. I guess it works if you like bad movies. I just didn't know I was about to watch a bad movie. And that's but the, what upset Yeah, me. but here's the thing. Like, bad movies, you know, I don't know, Trolls 2, right? Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, The oh, Room. I grew up loving Troll and Troll 2. God. They're all bad, they're right? Really bad. They're, yeah. they're all bad. And there's some. there are some minor redeeming qualities about this film, which makes it even harder, which even worse to me, which is like, you have this amazing creature that you that you've developed right you've got i mean carl weathers is a good actor you know what i'm saying or weathers sorry yeah is, is a good actor right 
not in this movie. Um, and I and I blame the direction and I blame the script. Agreed. You know what I mean? Completely and, agreed. And you I have... blame the cinematography. Hmm. So you have, like you mentioned, good good you have a setup too. You also have like it's cool. It's set in the jungle, right? You're gonna get dirty. There's no way out. You know, it's it's messy, you feel claustrophobic, you have no idea where anything is, and this thing is invisible. Oh shit. You it's it's a good setup. So you have all of these good things that typically, quote unquote, bad movies don't have like <laughs> the script is shit. Like everything is 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 like the story has no purpose. It's just, you know, a mess. But this didn't have that. So it makes it even worse. If I'm being honest, you know, if I go in watching the room, I know it's going to there is no redeeming quality. By the way, sorry, spoiler alert. The room is a bad movie. So. <laughs> I know we don't do that on this podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. So, um, but yeah, so because there are some redeeming qualities, it's just kind of feels like a waste. You know, it's like if, if alien was like this, right? Alien. Okay. That's how you do it. Right. That's how you do it. Everything about that movie is how you do it. And it was, what year was that? Uh, 79. Yeah, I was going to say it was well Almost before a this movie. Before, yeah. Yeah, well before this movie. They obviously didn't learn about it. So, I don't know. It's frustrating. It is frustrating yeah. whenever you have so much talent on set and interesting ideas and you just completely screw the pooch. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, and and they they gave Arnold too many lines, man. Too many lines. He and Stallone in in Rambo, right? Okay, so Stallone and Rambo, they did it right, right? Very few lines. He just does what he does. I don't know. I'm not hold I'm not saying anything until I watch Rambo again because my God, no, I, I got Predator so wrong, Todd. I didn't think I was lining up a film for us to shoot down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I mean the later ones. In I principle, mean like when okay, he's older. Yeah. You know, I don't mean yeah. the original. Uh, I just mean, you know, Schwarzenegger, he in this time, he's still not a good actor, right? He's done he's done decent movies. I'm not saying he hasn't, mm-hmm. and he's been good in some movies, but he's not a good actor at this point in 1987. So give him fewer, fewer lines, make him more ominous, make him more like believable that maybe he could defeat this extraterrestrial creature, you know, by not giving away that he's an idiot, <laughs> right? In the first place. Um uh, but they they chose not to go that way, right? Yeah. So I think that's that's one thing. Like when you're building out characters, build some mystery into them a little bit more. Build build this. I wonder. Maybe he has it in him. You know, maybe he can do this. I'm not sure. Like, we'll see. Leave the question open. Yeah. But the question was not open to me. The no. Qu- yeah, was, but I think if we learned anything at all in this film, it's you should probably use the regular army. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Well said. <laughs> I don't have anything else. That, that's all I got. We're laughing. We started this this podcast laughing. We're ending it laughing. And I'm sorry if you like this movie and this is like a seminal film for you. You know, good for you. We there's yeah. no there is there nothing saying that our opinion should weigh on you at all this is just what we think and we would love to hear in the comments of why you think that we're wrong i i would 
I would love to read those comments. Agreed. And um, if if you are of that opinion and you're like me, you just haven't watched this in a long time, keep your memories. I'm begging you, keep your memories. <laughs> oh, don't go down that door. Um, well, well said. What uh, what are you going to recommend this week? So I had two different things I was going to recommend. I wasn't sure which one. And as we got to talking, I started thinking, you know what? Uh, okay, I know what I'm going to recommend. I'll recommend the other thing next week. But this week I'm going to recommend and I cannot believe we haven't covered it yet. And so I'll put it on and we could either do it in a couple of weeks or not. I'm not sure. I see. Um, but I want to recommend everything everywhere all at once. We watched it in the theater and I walked out and I was like, that was crazy. And then the more I thought about it, the more it didn't leave my mind. And then I rewatched it again with my mother-in-law and my wife the other night. When I got back in town from, from Austin, that night we watched it. And I absolutely adore that movie. Uh, everything about it uh, is so good <laughs> and so weird and beautiful at the same time. There are some scenes where I was just bawling and where my wife was bawling. And and it got better the second time I watched it. So that's what I'm recommending. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charlie actually asked uh, for us to cover that one. So why Oh, not? perfect. Yeah. So we, we can do that. I'm going to recommend something that's just completely neither here nor there. Perfect. Netflix has a show called Arcane. It's an anime. And it's fantastic. Uh, it's based on, I guess, League of Legends, uh, a game. I've never played that game. And so I know they have massive tournaments and that kind of thing. But the show, as far as I can tell, has absolutely zero to do with the game, uh, which is probably the path you should take if you're going to be I don't know, adapting a game to the screen. Uh, just do your own thing. Like, Agreed. Don't be beholden to a video game, which is trying to serve a completely different master. And so I love it. Uh, it's really well worth the watch. I rewatched it recently and loved it just as much. It, it's just really nice uh, animation. Um, you know, some of it's okay, but there's these flourishes that really make it sing um, that I just really love. The characters are great. The story is really, really strong. It's about two sisters um, and kills it. Love it. So watch it. I think it's only eight episodes and there's even a, Really cool behind the scenes documentary. I think it's on YouTube um, that you should probably check out as well. You get to see the voice actors in the booth and them talk about how they made the story. It's just absolutely fantastic. It has uh, an actor that I'm more and more like really appreciating, uh, Ella Purnell, who we first saw as the little girl in Never Let Me Go. She played the young oh. Kira Knight. And so she's still killing it. And I also love her in Sweet Bitter, uh, which was a show on whatever stars. And seeing, I didn't realize she was in Arcane until recently when I was watching behind the scenes and uh, see her in the booth just crushing it. And so, yeah, I highly recommend Arcane on Netflix. Check it out. Will you put that in that behind the scenes in the show notes? I will. I'll link that in the show it. notes and you can cool. see all that stuff at the pestlepodcast.com slash predator and stay tuned for next week we are going to be checking out the last of our creature features and up to this point we've done it all we've seen a creature that was created by mother nature uh in jaws we saw a creature created by uh, the perversion of mankind on mother nature with the host and now we've seen a creature from outer space with predator uh so let's see maybe the 
the weirdest creature of all, mankind, uh, and his perverse sense of power. And we'll check out The Mummy, and that's the Brendan Fraser version. I don't know which is better, The Mummy or The Mummy Returns, uh, but we'll just start with the OG. Um, and maybe in a few years, we'll circle back to Returns. But yeah, check out The Mummy next week with us. Awesome. And we'll leave you with a quote of the day from Ed Wood. This story is going to grab people. It's about this guy. He's crazy about this girl, but he likes to wear dresses. Should he tell her? Should he not tell her? He's torn, Georgie. This is drama. <laughs> What's that from? I don't know. It's just Ed Wood. It's just Ed Wood. <laughs> it's just Ed Wood. <laughs> Who's Georgie? <laughs> Who is Georgie? Who is any of these people? I just love that as a pitch. The story's going to grab people. You, you kind of imagine like the yeah. high trouser uh, fedora and oh, cigar yeah. and everything this story's gonna grab people it's about this guy see he's crazy about this girl but he likes to wear dresses should he tell her should he not tell her he's torn georgie this is drama (laughs) (laughs) it just sounds so you should have read this one (laughs) that's the way to read it it's just hilarious because edward is world renowned for making really bad films but he's passionate about it right he loves making movies and yet he just can't seem to make a good one (laughs) So, (laughs) so i was just watching this film i was like man there's one person i want to hear from it's ed wood and so oh man hats off thank you i love it (laughs) awesome well that's a good way to leave it all right guys thank you so much for joining us uh tearing apart this movie it was fun i I really enjoyed it make sure you join us next week we'll be covering the mummy um and share us with your friends review us uh leave comments down below we'd love to hear what we got right what we got wrong subscribe and all that good stuff It, it all helps uh, and let us know what film you'd like to to hear us do and um, and tear apart. And we would love to uh, to hear from you. Until next week, I'm Todd. I'm Wes. Go watch the movies. 